Welcome back to the D3 Golf Guys podcast, and Happy New Year to all our D3 Golf fans out there. We got a great episode for you today. Will Canal from Carnegie Mellon is joining us. Uh, we have a great conversation with Will, and we're really excited to bring it to you. With that said, don't forget that for January, all month long, the D3 Golf Guys golf towel is on sale in our shop on our website. So right now, if you want the best towel in all of Division Three, go to d3golfguys.com, hit up the shop, and for just $15, you can pick up your very own D3 Golf Guys towel today. What are you waiting for? Represent the D3 Golf Guys all throughout the year and show your spirit. Now, on to our conversation with Will. All right, joining us tonight from Carnegie Mellon University's men's golf team, our guy, Will Canout. Welcome to the podcast, Will. Thank you so much for having me. Pleasure to be here. So let's start with the, uh, the big elephant in the room, which is I have been mispronouncing Will's name for the better part of probably a year, um, which is hard because I, I should have, when I saw him at, down at Mission Inn, I should have asked him at that point in time, but he was busy playing, so... I guess that one's on me, but uh, let's let's correct that. Why we've been saying Noth all the time? That is not correct. It is Knout. So, uh, Will, my culpa, my apologies. We will never get it wrong again. But here's the here's the good news. We butchered the guy from Illinois Wesleyan's name all last year, and he ended up winning a national championship. So, you know, it could be a it could be a good sign if I'm butchering your name. You know, I'm just saying. Yeah, I have no complaints, honestly. I mean. Uh, the entire world, if you ask them to do it, like 99% of them will get it wrong. So I, I have no complaints, but if it's indicative of what's to come, then I'm, I'm not going to complain. <laughs> well, you know, we'll, we'll, I guess we'll find out. We'll see, uh, we'll see whether or not the D3 golf guys mispronunciation, uh, uh, mojo, uh, continues, but well, thanks for coming on the podcast. I have to tell you, you know, you're a senior, you've been around a lot, but man, have you had a really good fall season? Tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, for sure. Um, So this fall was by far the best golf that I've played in a competitive season, like over a period of time in my life. I I have no complaints, but um, honestly, like it's been trending that direction recently. Uh, about two years ago, uh, right before COVID hit. So this started right before Savannah when we had our magical tournament there. Um, I started really working hard on my swing, started working hard on my body to add some speed. Um, and you know, that has been progressing over the last two years and I've been getting better and better over time, but you know, there haven't been any tournaments to show it. So then this spring came along I was uh, in good shape. My swing was in a good spot and I had a very consistent spring, um, but just not quite cracking into contention each week. So I was finishing like 12th, 11th, 9th, you know, good solid finishes every week, uh, but still just, you know, things to clean up, still just not quite cracking the barrier, you know? And then this fall, um, I had a really productive summer. Uh, I, I played really well at home, shot a course record, uh, you know, all this fun stuff. And then this fall, I was kind of like not playing that well leading into it. I played poorly in qualifying 
And then I, uh, I found some information on the mental game, a new perspective on it. And I bought a new putter. So those two things. So putting had always, always a new putter, always. Yeah, no putting, putting held me back so much. I had been averaging like minus three and a half strokes gained putting and still shooting good scores. But like, so I got a new putter. I got these, uh, mental keys, uh, more scientific approach. That's really worked for me. And you put those things together. I don't feel like I'm doing anything special, but then you know, I check my phone with six holes to go in the tournament and I go, Oh crap, I'm nervous now. You know, <laughs> when, when you're sitting there and you're one or two shots back with a couple holes to play, it's a completely different feeling. It's a lot of fun. Um, so I've been trending this direction for a long time, but it's, it's a lot of fun to see the results actually coming out. And these experiences are just priceless. Yeah. Now, we should explain why every time we refer to you, we refer to you as our guy, which I'm not even sure that you recognize why that is. But for our listening audience out there, Will was one of the first guys to sort of find our podcast and Twitter handle and just started engaging right now, like right away. So that's one of the reasons why we have a, a spe- I mean, a little specialness with Will here because... He just bought into D3 Golf Guys right away. In fact, he's even wearing a D3 Golf Guys t-shirt that, that nobody on the podcast can see. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, so so I mean, you go to Mission Inn, you play well at Mission Inn. That was four, 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 four good rounds. No, three good three, rounds, three. right? Three yeah. good rounds. I don't know how you play the practice round. Probably pretty well. <laughs> three good rounds, right? It wasn't easy, but you, you could play better, but it was good, especially for – No, no, actually – so, so that, that tournament, um, I actually played awful in the, in the practice <laughs> round. Okay. Um, yeah, we started on like number five of Campione oh. and I started okay. with like a wipey slice short of the bunker and then <laughs> had a lost ball on my second shot with a six iron. And, and I was like, so this is where we're at. Couples later we're on eight. I have my teammates taking video of my swing. Cause I'm like, I can't hit the ball right now. Um, <laughs> I found one thing to focus on and scraped it around using those mental keys for, yeah. uh, for 72, 71, 70. I mean, it was like, yeah, I, I, I know another senior that was like, I'm not hitting it very good. What'd you shoot? Yeah. 73. Like, okay. Yeah, that, that, yeah. And that's the nice thing. Kind of, that's the thing that you'll take with you as you go forward as a, as an old retired division three player. It's like, Oh yeah, I know how to scrape it around, you know. Like, oh, yeah. all right, I, 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 you know, I'm hitting it good. Look out! But I, you know, I don't hit it very good very often anymore. But, um, but see, so you, you you play fairly well at Mission Inn. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and then you guys go to the to Wabash, and uh, tell us a little bit about that one because that was exciting. That was exciting. Um, let me tell you that that was a completely new experience for me. So, like the the first day. You know, we're playing our 36 holes continuously and that golf course. So let me explain a little bit about that golf course. It's a traditional like country club style Midwest, not very much elevation change. Um, The greens are pretty big. It's Donald Ross. So it's Mm -hmm. pretty typical Donald Ross features. Um, The greens are pretty big, but they have like little shelves and stuff that you can hide pins and whatever, and they grew the rough out. So that's how they kept scoring under control. But the golf course itself wasn't that difficult and you could hit it like anywhere and find your ball. Mm -hmm. So 
I was not playing that great. Okay. I was, I, I had the lefts with the driver. Um, the guys I was playing with could attest to this. I hit some drives so far left that you'd be like, Oh my God. And you know, I look up at the end of like the first round and I made like a late birdie or something and finished at three under in the first round. And I was like, all right, that's a solid start. Like I'll take it, you know, just continuing, keeping it rolling. Keep in mind, I'd shot 72, 71, 70 at mission in. So then open with a 69, I ended up at the end of the second round in the 36 holes with a putt for 68 from like seven feet. And I was like, Oh, well it's destined to go in. I left it short, but <laughs> in any case, I just like kind of kept plugging along all day and not doing anything stupid, but not doing anything special. Right. So like I'd hit the left ball, I'd find a way most of the time to make a par at worst, make a, make a bogey, you know, move on. And, you know, I was just, I was just plugging along, taking advantage of the par fives and, you know, made some good par putts. And I look up at the end of the day and it's like 69, 69, six under sitting in second place. I'm like, Whoa, you know, that's new. So (laughs) yeah. Yeah. So then the final round, I was like, you know, I was more concerned about like what the team had to do because, uh, we had a little bit of ground that we would like to make up, but I was, you know, I was just focused on, all right, if I just go out here today, I don't make too many mistakes. I I keep my mental keys. I keep like doing my routine, how I've been doing it. I'm starting to pot better. You know, we're just going to like, let it all happen as we have been. And then, uh, I kind of had like a pretty flat day, honestly, you know, I didn't play amazing, but again, just, you know, plugged through the whole round. And then I looked up with six holes to play and I was like one back of the lead or something playing a reachable par five. And I was like, Oh, if I birdie this, then I'm tied for the lead, something like that. And, uh, and I got really nervous really quickly, but, uh, <laughs> I played really well down the stretch. Um, I, I made a couple of really good par saves and then uh, I had some chances for birdie that didn't quite go in, but I had some really, really good par saves. And that was, that was a lot of fun. I actually uh, on the last hole had like a wedge shot from the middle of the fairway that if I like got up and down for birdie, I would have won outright. Yeah. Um, I laid the sod over it and like <laughs> absolutely chunked it. Yeah. And, but then I two putted over this mound from like right in front of the green, good two putt, getting the playoff, right? With Mark from Denison? Yeah. Yeah. With yeah, yeah. Mark. Because we yeah. had him on the podcast also. So, yeah. yeah. No, uh, Mark, Mark's a homie. That, that yeah. was actually such a fun time. But, uh, but anyway, like, you know, of course, then I know I'm going to a playoff and uh, take the 15, 20 minute break. And then get out to the first playoff hole, number 10, because uh, the, there was a team playoff going on on number one. Right. I step up there, and, you know, I'm, I'm a bit juiced, a bit nervous, and we're hitting kind of into the sun. I just, like, lace this thing just off the center of the face, never hit a ball harder in my life. And then, like, I go to, like, pick up the tee, and people are, like, gasping a little bit. I'm like whoa, where'd that go? They're like, uh, you might want to hit another one. Oh no. <laughs> so there's like 
50 yards left of that fairway before the OB. And I was about like six feet from the OB. <laughs> um, I hit that next one into a tree then hit that next one over a tree onto the green two putt. We split the hole in bogeys. So <laughs> the next couple playoff holes like went on pretty much exactly like that. I think we were both like nervous. We had both just shot eight under par for three rounds. Right. On this course, and we split the first two playoff holes in bogeys. Um, yeah, it was, I was a nervous wreck. I, I couldn't make center face contact with the ball and I, it was going left. It was going right. You know, I didn't know. Um, and then finally, uh, on the fourth playoff hole, I hit a good drive in the middle of the fairway, uh, hit my wedge shot a little bit deep, 20 feet. Um, Mark actually hit the flag stick with his second shot, got an unlucky yeah. bounce didn't get up and down, made a bogey. So then I had like a two and a half, three footer, uh, for the, for the par and the win. And, uh, luckily made that one dead center. Didn't even give myself a heart attack. And I just remember it was so nerve wracking and so different from finishing 18th in a tournament. Yeah. Um, you, know, you, you have the same two and a half, three foot putt. And, uh, all of a sudden it's a lot more fun when you're at the top than if you're just grinding for the team score and trying to help your ranking and whatever. Yeah, no, I mean, but the, think about what a great experience that is for you to kind of carry going forward. Like, Oh, I, I, I understand what I'm in, in for now. And, Oh yeah. You know. And, and the, the best part of that experience for me, the, the part that brings me the most confidence out of all of it is that that week of golf was just nowhere near perfect. And like, no one should ever expect to play a perfect week or even day or even whole of golf. Right. You can, you can never, you can never expect that. But because I'd never, you know, been in that situation before, I never realized how like bad you can actually play and still end up. <laughs> at the top. Like, I'm not kidding. Like I told you, I, I hit these balls, like, 50 60 70 yards left of the target like probably eight times during that tournament and i i in the final round my first birdie of the day i had a cold top okay i was in the <laughs> middle of the fairway going for a par five and i cold topped it i had 260 for my second shot and 205 for my third shot <laughs> and then i made birdie yeah and it just knock it, it up just there close like it gives you that confidence to know like, okay, I, I have some wiggle room. I can let myself have some wiggle room. And, and as long as the mindset's there, as long as you keep doing your routine, uh, keep the mindset, you're going to be okay at the end of the day. Yeah. And you know, the, the thing that I've talked to players about over the years and have, have talked to a lot of the better players around the country is, you know, once you kind of get a little more experience on your belt, you realize like, Hey, that's going to happen. Like, all right. Mm -hmm. You can shake it off much easier when we have the younger players that something like that'll happen and then they'll press and they'll try to make up for it and try to do too much. And that's usually what, what kind of happens, but then you go, you, then you guys, you guys get the host. And, and by the way, you got to feel really lucky that you get the host and probably play it more times than not uh, Laurel Valley golf club. I mean, how awesome is Laurel Valley? And I heard it was playing like a monster this, uh, this fall. Oh yeah. No. Okay. So let me start with, we're definitely, uh, one of the luckiest division three programs in the country with the tournaments we get to play the, 
the budget that our school gives us to be able to fly to all the great tournaments in the South, but nothing beats Laurel Valley. <laughs> and like, let me just say, there's, there's something just profoundly perfect about the way it's set up where you're staying on site. You don't leave that property for three yep. days. You check in Sunday morning and you're just in heaven for three straight days. You're eating steak and lobster for dinner. You know, the, the box lunches aren't bad. Um, you're playing a very, very nice golf course. Now, since last time I was there, they added some, a lot of fairway bunkers that made it yes. a little more stressful to play. That's what I but, heard. Yeah. Yeah. But, but just being there and like my room, okay. Like right out the window looking from my bed was the 18th hole at Laurel Valley. Like we're <laughs> on top of the hill looking down backwards, down 18 of Laurel Valley and like the, and the sun rises over there too. Yeah. Okay. So you're looking at the sunrise over. I, I don't know. Do you know what number 18 at Laurel Valley looks yes. like? Yes, and I do. That par five uh, yep. around the water. Around the water. Like such a pretty hole. And you just wake up in the morning. You're looking at that as the sun rises. The clubhouse also <laughs> looks out that direction. Yeah. And it's just, it's just a place to be. Like even if the golf course weren't good. Even if the golf course weren't as great as it is, um, it's just an awesome place to be. Yeah. And just being totally immersed for those couple of days is something that I will never forget. Um, but then the golf course, the golf course was it's, very firm. Yes, um, that's what I heard. Windy. Yeah. Uh, it didn't seem windy. to affect you that much. <laughs> Um, well, I mean, keep in mind, like this, this is when my mental game was, uh, sort of really rolling and, you know, my physical swing and whatever wasn't ever perfectly in sync all season other than maybe like the last day or two at Destin, but it was like, I was kind of scraping it around and I was just carrying the confidence that, well, honestly, it's not that hard to make a par. So like, you just do what you're supposed to do. You're probably going to make a par at worst. And then, you know, a birdie might fall in just, you know, as long as you're not breaking your routine, you're going to be fine. There's no golf hole. That's so hard. You can't just like make a par, you know? <laughs> yep. Um, so anyway, like when we got to Laurel Valley, I was kind of still rolling with this. And uh, in the practice round, I actually like buried the first three holes and I was like, Oh, this is so easy. <laughs> It turned out not to be the case. Like it, it played so ridiculously difficult. As soon as you hit one driver that was five yards offline, you were toast. Yeah. Okay. That's like, what I heard. I was driving the ball really well. Um, that was the that was the one thing in my game that I really had going that week. But man, like as soon as you hit a ball right off the edge of the fairway. Um, I was getting still like those new fairway bunkers are all jagged edges. You get funny stances, funny lies, uh, big lips that you can't get to the green. And you're just, as soon as you hit it in that bunker, you're like, I have to work hard not to make double right now, you nope. know? Nope. And it's, uh, it was, it was just hard like that. Um, and then, you know, it got to me right out of the gate. I made a couple mistakes early and I was five over through seven, 
was five over through seven in the tournament, and it was kind of a shock to the system. Uh, yeah. But I brought it back. Hey, I, hey, I won last week. Yay. Yeah. Oh, five over through seven. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I won last week. I shot under par in the practice round when it was blowing harder than it was for any of the tournament rounds. And I was like, all right, the game's feeling hot. Like, let's just go do this. And yeah, five over through seven, real shock to the system. But I, I brought it back and played pretty solid the rest of the tournament. Yeah. Um, finished at five over total, which was good for fourth place. Yeah. And I threw in another top three wood in there too. Hey, there you go. <laughs> okay, I mean, note, note to self, we'll work on three woods. <laughs> oh yeah, later. no, my, my three wood, I just can't hit it. I'll right. be honest. I just can't I, you know break. what? I'm the same way. I cannot hit a three wood. I but this summer I finally went to a five wood, and it's helped me out a bunch. Just a little bit more yeah. loft has made a big difference. But yeah. So then, I, then I, the next week you go down to to golf week down at yeah. San Destin. I mean, seriously, is there a better two weeks than Laurel Valley to San Destin? I mean, like, dude. I mean, yeah. awesome. I mean, you know, and Lance, you know, Lance from the golf week puts on such a great event and we saw our favorite pictures of the year so far are all the golfers hanging out on the beach and they all look like they still have socks on but they don't because they're all college golfers yeah it was okay because everybody was in the same boat you know which was hilarious but and you finished second there i mean another great week incredible fall season so you know i mean so well i have to ask some questions Mm -hmm. uh what kind of clubs and what kind of ball are you playing right now all right, so my bag is uh, – I'll start with the ball. So okay. so right now I'm playing a Pro V1X. Uh, I've been playing a Pro V1X, like, almost continuously since I was about, like, 13 years old. It's just been my ball. Uh, I like the way it feels. I like the way it flies. Um, nothing beats the spin. I'm, I'm, very, uh, I'm very adamant about, like – it's easy to take spin off a golf ball and it's hard to put spin on a golf ball. So like, I'd rather play something that spins enough, uh, goes high enough, uh, that I can worry about, you know, manipulating it in ways that's that are easier. Uh, I don't know if that makes sense, but I, I just love the way that golf ball plays throughout the whole bag. It's very trustworthy. The, uh, another consideration, like I had a short period where I played the, tiger ball the bridgestone bxs yeah and uh that one just you know there are more manufacturing defects in that one their processes aren't as good and it affects the way the ball flies yeah so uh at the end of the day that's that's my trusty like i play it all the time right um so now for my bag i have a it's not that much of an assortment but it's an assortment so i have a (laughs) I have a Sim 2 driver. Um, okay. That one was sent to me for free after I broke my M5 tour at the national championship this year. <laughs> I had, yeah, I had played that one for a while. And yeah. it, was, it was time for that one to go anyway. I wasn't hitting it that straight. <laughs> this Sim 2 that, that, I, that they just sent me out of the box, like randomly, yeah. not for it or anything, um, it just goes so straight. Yeah. So I just, I just hit it. I just hit it and it goes in the fairway and we move on. So then that three wood um, that I top a lot is an M5. Uh, It's got, 
It's got the uh, 10C orange shaft, which is probably part of the problem. Probably shouldn't have a different <laughs> balance shaft in a three wood. I was not fit for that one either. Uh, I've never been. Now, wait, now, wait. Okay. So let, let's just stop here. So we're, we're going to get to the next big question here, but that'll help answer all this. But as you can tell, Will's a very analytical guy. And it's just as he's give this ball answer, the next thing you know, he's swinging all these clubs that aren't fitted for him. All right. So uh, what kind of iron are you playing? <laughs> Um, so I have MP 18 blades, uh, the Mizunos. Of course. Uh, okay. Now I have a three iron in the MP 18 fly high, uh, the driving iron version, Yeah. but it's four iron length and bent to two iron loft. Like, I don't know why I did that, but I, yeah, that's that's right. what it is. And it has just a like a hundred like other go- college golf guys out there. Yeah. And, and like, but now what's the new putter? Now what's the new putter? Oh, okay. okay. So, so the new putter is, uh, is the copper spider X. So, okay. so the one that I think when they first came out, uh, the one Rory was using yep. with that with the, uh, like biggest toe hang neck, I think, mm-hmm. um, there might be a bigger toe hang neck, but it, it's like that little slant one. Yep. Um, and it's got the copper finish. The reason I really like it, like, I'll be honest, it doesn't feel that great. Uh, I'll be honest, my stroke feels maybe a little more wobbly with it. I don't really care because I can line it up. That's the thing I couldn't do before. Um, I've always had a good putting stroke. I can, I've always been able to put a very good roll on the ball. Um, my tolerances for start line relative to where I'm aimed are very tight, but I've never been able to line up my putter that well. Yeah. And, uh, so going to this new spider X, um, the way the alignment works on top of it just works with my eyes and I've been That's able good. to line it up better. My make rates inside 10, 12 feet have just gone through the roof. Yep. So Op- that's optics big... and putting optics yeah. and putting is the biggest thing. So, all right. So now let's get to the big, the, the bigger, best question. All right. Well, what is your current major? Oh, okay. So I am currently a dual degree student in math and physics. Right. Okay, folks. So that's why we're having all these kind of conversations. <laughs> you get, and by the way, hey, D1 guys, take that. A dual major, math and physics. Um, okay, so now now you're a senior. Now, mm-hmm. I don't know if you're going to have a COVID year or whatnot, but sort of what's the goal for, for when you graduate? Yeah, that's a, that's a very good question. And uh, it's one I ask myself pretty much every day. I have, I have some options, uh, that I could go through. Uh, we're going to have to see what works out. So good Good enough. So probably the most likely option would be to go to grad school, um, for a PhD, probably, uh, could be here, uh, could be a number of other places. Um, if I stay here, I think I have two COVID years. I have yeah. at least one. I know that. Yeah. <laughs> I heard something about if I stay here, I have two instead of one, but I don't really know. All I, I know is that if I go get a PhD, I'm going to, I'm going to pick a school to go to. I'm going to pick a professor to work under. Yeah, and good. if golf can be a part of that, then I'm going to work to make it happen, but it's not priority number one. If I go that route. Okay. Um, the second option would be to, uh, go start like do do a year of work so i've been doing work in machine learning research so i have something i can go to and uh uh continue to work in that 
uh, and work for a year and then see what happens. Um, or I've toyed with the idea of just like taking a fun year, playing some golf, you know, maybe wow. try and do what, uh, Matt Organisac's been doing. Cause that, that's, that's pretty cool to do pretty cool to see. And I, I yep. played with him. I'm, I'm old enough to have played with him like pre COVID. Yep. Um, yeah. Like we even played each other in the UAA match play tournament. My yeah. freshman year. There you go. Uh, all right. So next question, what is the best aspect of your game in your opinion? Uh, definitely ball striking. Um, so other than the three wood, I hit the center of the face a lot. Um, the wear marks on my clubs are pretty good. That's uh, good. So it's, it's really, really useful just to be able to make solid contact with the ball, like pretty much no matter the lie, like even it, like you wouldn't believe even around the greens, just being able to hit the center of the face um, when you're adapting to different situations and right. doing all kinds of different stances and different swings, but being able to find that center of the face, uh, that's, that's my strongest suit. I'm not that great at face control. Um, I hit the ball decently far, but I'm not, I'm not, uh, Bryson by any means. Like I'm a small guy. Um, now that I have the new putter, I can putt competently, but I'm not a great putter. But what I do have is I hit that center of the face. I hit it flush. So I generally like have good distance control and I can, you know, I can avoid missing in some of the areas that really screw you over. Right. Right. All right. What's, uh, what's the one thing you're working on over, over the uh, break here as we, as we head into the spring, what's the one, what's your main focus? Uh, speed. Okay. So, yeah. So, so this year I actually lost a lot of weight. Um, not on purpose, uh, lost a lot of muscle weight. And with that, I lost a lot of speed. So I want to get, uh, my speed back up. You know, it was, it was in the low to mid one seventies at the beginning of the year and ball speed. I want to get it up pushing one eighty by like mid next year. So that's, it's a big goal. I want to like put on some weight and put on some speed and then see what happens. You run the numbers. I could be half a shot to a shot better with a little more speed. So I'll go for it. All right. And now, uh, one of my favorite, one of my favorite questions to ask, what is your favorite non golf experience at Carnegie Mellon university? Oh, that, that is a, an interesting question. So we have, there are a few things, uh, that I would look back on as my fondest memories at CMU. Um, some of them involve a little bit of degeneracy, uh, okay. but that's to be expected well, in college. Well, let's, let's keep, let's keep you innocent here. Plausible deniability here. <laughs> don't, don't record a podcast. Saying no, no, bad. nothing, nothing crazy like that. Just, um, just, you know, uh, we have like carnival every year and, uh, my freshman year is the last time we had that because it's been COVID. So I, I always look back on that time, uh, very fondly. Uh, let's see. I don't really know because to be honest, uh, here I kind of, you know, do school. I do golf. I have my friends. I don't really do that many momentous things that aren't golf. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I, I wasn't really prepared for this one. I haven't thought. Yeah, about that's it. all right. That's why I ask it. Uh, you know, uh, you know, we, we, we get a lot of that, but uh, you know, it's one of the questions that we ask a lot because, 
it's one of the advantages of of being in Division three is you can still be a regular student. You can still you get to go to oh, the yeah. basketball games and go to watch the volleyball game and yeah, go here, go yeah, there. You're not well, locked into I got to do school and golf and that's it. No, no, you so, can do no. So else. so we uh, we actually don't have a very strong uh, sports culture here. Um, I'm sure you've heard some things about this school, but uh, most most people here bury their head in the sand and, you know, look at their books and don't look anywhere else. I, I know that's like a little bit extreme and not quite fair, but, you know, th- this school is a little bit more about the work uh, than most schools. Mm-hmm. We still have a little bit of fun, but not like other schools. Right. Uh, well, there's I mean, a large I, research institute. There's a large research graduate yeah. school at Carnegie Mellon. Um, and that's one of the interesting things is as you as you look at some of the schools in the UAA, um, not necessarily for golf, but when you look at some of the other sports, um, you know, Case Western, University of Chicago, Emory, yeah. they're, they're all really big research institutions that predominantly have, I would say, are predominantly graduate schools, um, but have an undergraduate program and have sports. So, yeah, that's, yeah. that's always yeah. an interesting. No, one. no, exactly. And and like. Listen, I, I've had my, you know, fair share of great experiences here. Um, now, like, about the question, I don't know if I could pick out one. Um, oh, I don't right. know if I could pick out one or a couple. But, no, my, my daily life here is, is actually pretty fulfilling. I'm, I'm in a fraternity. Um, I'm, I do a couple of other things around campus just for fun. You know, I have a lot of great friends around here that are, you know, support me when I'm down or around to have a good time when that's, you know, what the occasion calls for. And yeah, it, it's very comfortable. That's great. That's great. Well, Will, look, uh, you're still our guy. You're probably going to always be our guy, but uh, good luck to you in the spring. And we can't wait to see you out there on the course. Yeah, for sure. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a real pleasure. And, uh, I can't wait to keep hearing more and more content. I I always listen to it every week. Well, we appreciate it. Thanks again.